try to retire me. I got anxiety. Margaret, where is my money? Oh, I, I ate it, Mlungwam. Matter of fact, I can still taste traces of it on the walls of my cheeks, the space between my teeth and my lips, and the place where my tongue falls into my throat. Got the no offense to you, I was not really hungry. I mean, I am very well kept. You feed me. Once your belly begins to mimic the shape of the moon, filled to the brim by the works of my tireless hands, and all that is left for me is dog bone. My children eat sand when they play, and I come here, praying croissants into existence, while scrubbing crayons of white tiles that your little rascal saw and thought were a canvas. How you got the now you must understand. It is also the frustration that insists on keeping my back bent after many years of waiting in very long lines that stretch towards my envy for Umak, his extended house with a blue gate, only to get to the front and be told Nama Ifedili. Oh, but I know the truth. You see, those people in the front, those who serve the food, those who wear skin like mine, they eat the meat. Packing some of it in their corrupt little, little lunch boxes in between soft whispers. I bet they believe their children are more deserving than mine. So yes, I ate your money, bus. Maybe next time I'll eat your house. Time travel to the day when your ancestors came and stole from my people and eat them too. And then those people, those waiting in line for the meat. Some of them will look at me and see a looter. Some will even call me a hooligan. But then again... Maybe I just ate it because I thought it would taste like beet. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Kwani, aka Wafana Nyandeli, back with another installment uh, of Kwani's Poetic License. Today we are on location. Uh, we've been kindly and graciously invited to this lovely home of Nomfundo. Um, hi. Hey. <laughs> how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for joining me actually, and being part of this uh, experimental uh, podcast that I'm doing. <laughs> Thank you two. for having me. <laughs> um, yeah, man. For for my viewers who might not know who you are, can you, do you mind just doing a young intro and then just introducing yourself and you know, so that they may know you a bit better? Okay, cool. So I'm Nomfundo Kambule. Um, on my socials, I go as Nomfundo the Poet. Um, I don't really know how to like introduce myself or say who I am, but yeah, I'm yeah. a poet and that's about it. <laughs> oh, so you do mainly poetry? Yeah, basically. Oh, that's wonderful, yeah. that's wonderful. So, as you guys know, the structure of the show, I asked Nomfundo to, you know, the poem that you just saw now, I asked it to choose, to, to pick one, so we can, you know, pick edits, like dissect it a bit and, you know, find the inspiration, find... And try to relate poetry back into like English, back into communal language. So mm. <laughs> thank you so much for doing that. And before we go into it, um, what inspired the piece and what does the piece mean like mm. holistically? What inspired the piece? Like mm. I feel like so many pieces of things inspired the entire piece. Mm. For example, the character of Margaret in the piece was probably inspired by my neighbor <laughs> and maybe bits of, bits of it's my mom and some of myself um but what inspired it entirely like the story of margaret is basically society and how we sometimes want things and we don't get them or we strive for certain opportunities and they are not given to us um for whatever reason but we do genuinely feel like we're deserving and there are people in the front line probably who are hindering um, some of those opportunities getting to us. So 
that's basically what inspired the piece. Wow, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just like a shallow look at domestic work. Uh, no, 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 no. It is, at face value, yeah. it's a domestic worker who steals her boss's money. But if you come to maybe listen to some of the things that she says and the story a little bit more and yeah. dissect it a bit more, it's actually a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> let's do that then. Let's, <laughs> let's find this bigger uh, in the story. So I have... I'm using it as a camera, guys. So I have two <laughs> notes, um, which I'm gonna go through. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. It seems fairly short, so I didn't really mm. like pick out lines. Nope. Just maybe like small stanzas that okay, I can cool. go through. So you start with. I like how you start like as a conversation. Mm. Uh, is that how you picture it? Like Margaret hates uh, the money, and the boss is like, "Where's my money?" Is that how yes. you picture it? Like, do you do you want it to be like a like a conversation, like hey? You telling the story of her t- conveying the actual reasoning why she stole the money. Yes. Um, okay, so when the boss says, Margaret, where's oh, my money? It mm. sort of sets the setting of, okay, there are somewhere, probably the boss's house, yeah. and he's about to have this discussion with her about what happened to her money. But it's also an opportunity to explain yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, um, like I said, there's a bigger meaning to the whole Margaret mm-hmm. thing. So, for example, I'll make a, a, a crazy example. Um, people who loot at protests, mm-hmm. right? They're not given that opportunity of, but why did you burn down that store? And we get to hear them. So, yeah. um, asking the question, Margaret, where is my money? Is sort of in not saying it, but um, asking Margaret, what's your story? Like, oh. Why did you take the money? What happened, Margaret? <laughs> oh, it's not just like I want my money. I want to know what this. Obviously, is. he wants his money, but also Margaret. Okay, let's hear why you took oh, the money. Okay. Oh, still, oh, that's fantastic! Wow. Okay, now let's go. Um, this first line, I can still taste traces of it on the walls of my cheeks. Mm. It make it sound like she ate. She ate like literally ate the. Uh. <laughs> What is she exactly tasting? Like the remnants of whatever she bought, or it's sort of like the lingering effects, the aftermath of oh. of something bad that you do. Um, so it's the aftermath of stealing the money. I also I always thought about if people when people ask me, did Margaret actually eat the money or did she spend the money? I'm like, it depends on you. How crazy do you think Margaret oh. is, or how angry do <laughs> you, you think, think Margaret yeah. is? Is she angry enough to actually eat the boss's money? You know, we we project our frustrations in a funny way sometimes. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's completely up to the reader or the viewer to decide for themselves whether Margaret actually ate the money. But also it goes to the the, the way that we speak as mm-hmm. black people and how Margaret would probably speak. If her boss was to ask her if she oh, yeah, ate the money, what happened to the money, she'd probably say she ate it and she means she spent it. So spent it's up to know. you. <laughs> well, yeah, did she eat the money? <laughs> like literally or did she spend it? It's completely off, up to you. But the, the ta- traces on the walls of mm. her cheeks, it's sort of like that aftermath, the lingering effect, like the things that remind you of this terrible thing mm. or thing that you did. That you did. Oh, yeah. That's dope. And it's also back to how I think, I think you guys should actually listen to how she presents the poem, not like how I'm reading it. Because mm. it's in the language that you use. It's also that Makichini language and mm. how, you know, you would picture Margaret speaking to a person. Yeah. So you would get that if you were listening to her. <laughs> um, this next line, no offense to you, I was not really hungry. You you feed me. Like mm. so why then if you're not really hungry? What is this really saying? That's Apart like from the second one. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's kind of a bit of sarcasm. Oh, you know how okay. um 
For example, if you, you do something maybe at your workplace mm-hmm. or, or you protest for something at your workplace, but your boss is like, I already give you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I pay you, you know, you get these funds or whatever, all of these things from me. What more do you want from me? <laughs> so it's kind of like the boss does feed Margaret. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He does pay her, etc. But she still has some some issues that are underlying that are not being discussed because she has to respect the fact that the boss gives her a salary and feeds her. So when she says, no offense to you, it's like, I don't really want to offend you. Let's not get into the talk of, but Margaret, I give you food. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's it's that kind of discussion. Okay, then that will explain the next line when Mm. of the underlying issues when Mm. you say she... um, no, no, that's before. You say your belly mimics the shape of the moon. All mm. that is left for me is dog bowl. Mm. Also, it's not really... It's not enough. It's not really enough. <laughs> it's not really enough. Because you also go on to say, um, you go. she goes to the job to bring croissants into existence mm. while her kids eat sand. Mm, so really. now it's back to... Mm. So it's like, okay, cool. There, I do get something from this place. Um, I do get fed. I'm, I'm well kept. Um, but it's the level is quite different from how it is in my home. In my home, we eat like this, but I know how to make this amazing food for you. And at the end of the day, all that I have to eat is dog bone and my children eat sand when they play. So it's, it's the comparison of the lifestyle. It's like, okay, cool, you do this for me, but there's still I, I, there's stuff that I still don't have. Mm-hmm. There's privileges I don't have. Okay, I'm a, I'm a fellow poet, so I can't just leave this line. Praying croissants into existence. <laughs> also, the reason up? I said praying croissants into existence, mm. I think, is because um, before that, I mentioned her um, being on her knees scrubbing crayons yeah. off yeah. the towel. So she's already on oh. her knees. So it sort of brought back that element of um, a woman and being on her knees and the, the, the aspect of prayer in mm. that. So praying croissants into existence. <laughs> Fantastic. That's dope. All right, then we continue. Um, now we move to it's not just now Margaret in his present situation. Mm. Now she's pointing the fingers at someone else mm. and saying those serving the food they eat the meat. Mm. Um, can you explain that now? This whole analogy of what lines are these that she had to mm. wait in? And, mm. These know? are lines of opportunities, different mm. kinds of opportunities. Um, uh, an easy example I can give to you is probably like education. Mm. Um, if you look at the protest that happened with the fees must fall, yeah. you know what, those students believe that they deserve free education. Yeah. We all believe that they did, you know what I mean? So it's those lines of opportunities, waiting and waiting for your turn for a certain opportunity, a certain job, um, food, whatever it may be, you know what I mean? And only to get to the front and be told, no, 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 the meat is finished. <laughs> or the opportunity has been given to somebody else. Or no, we're not going to scrap the fees. You're going to pay, you know, yeah. to get the news that you were not expecting. And she's pointing the fingers. I think there you could place the finger at many different people, the government maybe, <laughs> you know, in yeah. terms of the fees must fall, for example. So it's like... Um, you get to the front and they t- tell you they're not going to increase the, the, the fees, but their children get to go to school oh, and um, they don't have to worry about the things that you worry about. And these are people, again, who wear skin like yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessary. We look, we've looked past the boss now who's a different skin color. Now it's people who wear skin like yours who are depriving you of certain things. Yeah. 
Yo, that's 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 hectic. Okay, I don't even need to stay on that because <laughs> this this line was I mm. bet they think their children are better mm. than mine. Oh, so that explains how. Mm. Is that really the psyche that you you feel like all these people who are like the gatekeepers, if you can call them that, that the psyche that you think when they steal and then with their whisperers, they think they're like. I deserve better than every other... I mean, why would you think that... For example, with this COVID thing, um, Mm. the 350s that were supposed to to be given to the unemployed, a lot of people didn't get that. And that's because someone in the forefront um, moved that money towards something else. So why do you think they do that? They probably think they deserve it better. Like, what's what's another reason that they could possibly have? I couldn't think of anything except Mm. that they think they are more deserving or their families are more deserving of wealth or of anything like that um, better than mine because it's like they don't take the time out to think who, think of the person that the other people that these things they're doing Mm. could be affecting. So, hence that line. Let's go back to Mlum. The next line is maybe next time I'll eat your house. Mm. Uh, before I go back, I go to the next one. Mm. Explain how do you eat? Because <laughs> 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 we already assumed Guti, the money is whatever you want you know, however you want to relate it. It's just, it's basically the ridiculousness of it. It's yeah. like, you know what? I can go to any extreme to prove my point. This That's just, what oh, Margaret yeah. is saying. Yeah. I'll, I'll go, I'll even go back and eat your ancestors if you mean I should do that. <laughs> Given the opportunity, yeah, I would yeah. honestly go to any extremes to prove my point, to get my message across, for you mm-hmm. to see exactly what I am okay. going through. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this next line when she equates herself now to she says the ones waiting in line for the meat will call me a looter. Mm. Is that how now she's she relating uh those who I don't know, uh have privilege to those who do not? It's not even necessarily privilege because she says those people are also in line. Oh, they're they're also, also waiting for the yeah. meat. So it's not necessarily privilege. It's just her saying that, you know, sometimes, for example, we see it every day, um, even in a, when in America they had this whole Black Lives Matter protest and stuff like that, people were looting and stuff like that. Yeah. And other black people were like, nah, but they're being hooligans. Oh, Why man. would you do that? You know, you could do it peacefully and stuff like that. So when Margaret is saying there are people who are standing in line also waiting for meat and they'll look at me and they'll say that I'm a looter. Mm-hmm. Some will even call me a hooligan she's referring to those people people who have the same issues as her however they they have a different perspective obviously from hers um so they will never understand why she would eat her boss's money her boss's house and all of that they will never understand that and they will stand in that line and they will point fingers at her and they would call her everything but at the end of the day they are in the same position as her okay Mm. to turn it back now before Mm. Because first, Margaret was also pointing to those, mm. the ones in front of the line. Mm. So, does that mean now when she's saying that those in line will also call her a looter? Does she mean like she's uh, empathizing with those, like the ones who are like here who've been eating? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe at the end of the day, okay, yeah. if we look at, if we think about it, Margaret's doing is not right. Yeah. She's not correct for 
eating the money or stealing money. Stealing money is wrong, yeah. just like how looting or etc. is wrong, right? Yeah. Margaret pointed fingers at people and she wants to justify why she is looting. Um, so the people in line are stating that Margaret is wrong, oh, she but she feels justified. Yeah. Hence, she is looking back at them. I don't know. Maybe those people in the front of the line also feel justified. And if somebody asked them, why are you eating too. the meat? They could have their stories too. Oh, yes. You see what I mean? So that's just Margaret having her opportunity to tell her side of the story and her being allowed to point fingers to whoever she wants to point fingers mm -hmm. at and sort of explain why she ate the money. Those people we have in the poem, we haven't given them an opportunity to explain it's why they do that. Yeah. It's Margaret's story. Oh, so no. yes. <laughs> Dope. And then you close it by saying, maybe I just ate it because I thought it would taste like meat. Yeah. You see, now this takes me back to the first line. <laughs> Did she really eat it? <laughs> like, how do we matter? What's the metaphor there? Of maybe it will taste like meat or is it just the feeling of meat or maybe she ate it because maybe she thought it would taste like meat again the meat at the end of the line mm. is not necessarily meat meat mm. it's all those opportunities that you don't get so um mm. if you look outside of margaret um people who do all these bizarre things out of anger maybe they feel like it'll bring them some peace or bring them closer to what they actually want mm. so when margaret says maybe i ate it because i thought it would taste like meat she's in a sense saying maybe i thought i'd find what i'm looking for by eating your money you know what i mean by spending your money or whatever maybe i thought i'll, I'll, I'll get that peace um or justice or whatever you know yeah so maybe it, it would taste like justice it would taste like a job it would taste like going to school it would taste like you know what i mean having a house those type of things Wow, mm. that, that's, that's an entirely beautiful piece. It's like a story in a story. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's beautiful, man. Like, I love it. Um, before I let you go, uh, you wrote the piece. Um, mm. You presented the piece mm. for yourself. So the inspiration behind it, do you feel like this piece managed to capture what you were feeling at the time? Um, do you still think you can add like a whole series to just this one piece? Uh, with me, it's like never enough hair. So <laughs> it's like I always feel like I could have said something more. But <laughs> um, I wrote the piece. I loved the piece. Um, it does sort of capture what I wanted it to capture. It is. It captures a little bit of humor, but also discussing something a little more serious. Um, it evolving into a series. I've actually thought about that and 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 looking at other people's stories besides yeah. Margaret, the domestic worker, but maybe other people as well so yes um potentially it could evolve into a series of poems but for now it's just margaret <laughs> no man thanks thank you so much um i really appreciate you inviting me into your writing space uh, we are done uh for everyone who might want to connect with you and want to see more of your stuff where do they get you on socials okay you can uh subscribe to my youtube <laughs> first of all yeah. Nomfundo um, Kambule. I'm posting more of my videos there. Um, I also do share a lot of stuff, a lot of my content on my Instagram, quite a lot on my Instagram. So um, connect with me there as well at Nomfundo the Poet on Instagram. Um, also at Nomfundo the Poet on Twitter. Although, <laughs> yeah, I'm also there. I think those are my my social spaces, so that's where you can connect with me. Um, yeah, check the link in the description. I'll leave all her socials there. You can just click subscribe, follow, and follow.
<laughs> thank you so much, Tofunda. Great having you. Thank you. And thank you so much for tuning in. Until next one, it's been your boy Kwani, aka Eva Fananyande, and telling you to love void and love people. Peace. They try to retire me. I got anxiety.